Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I'm your host, Camille, and again, I'm joined by my friend Kayla as we talk Hallmark Christmas movies. We have like three more weeks to go till um, 2020. Two weeks till Christmas. Two weeks till Christmas, three weeks, yeah, till 2022, yeah. Yeah, I'd like, I think two more weeks of Christmas movies. Week? Yeah. No, yeah. I think they end next week, or n- not next week, yeah, the well, weekend. Week weekend, before. but obviously, like, not the next weekend. The next weekend, yes, the 18th, the weekend of the 18th would be the last Christmas yeah. movie, so, yeah. After next week, you won't. It's just going to be me again in 2022. And, and, and uh, yeah, you'll just be hearing her in 2022. So, um, yeah, unless you want to come back and do this regularly. No, I this has been making my life crazy, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did I sign up to do this again? <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is what I ask myself almost every single time. I'm like, the good thing about next week is we don't have a resident episode to deal with on top of everything. Uh, Residents in hiatus until February. Yeah, so thank God for that. Anyway, um, the this podcast we are reviewing two movies which have all one thing in common. They're their history making. How <laughs> like <laughs> finally is doing some, but it's brought up some brought out some hatred from people. Anyway, uh, we are reviewing <laughs> our Christmas journey starting Holly Robinson, Pete, Lyric Bent, and Nick Sanchez, as well as Every Time a Bell Ring, starring Eric Cahill, Ali Libert, Brittany Ishibashi. And Russ Brown. And we've already talked a lot about our Christmas journey, thanks to our conversation with um, Nick, which again, you can hear a couple of episodes back. Um, he, this was the first movie ever to feature a autistic actor to play an autistic character in a Hallmark movie and stuff. So. This is like genuine like representation. And this is a brainchild of Holly. I do have to say though that um, I, I, I watched it again and the, the whole time I was thinking to myself like, we should, I know that they made Marcus nonverbal, but we should have, um, seen more of his story through his point of view mm-hmm. i agree a bit more creative <laughs> with that because yeah because he was doing like sign language and stuff which is major representation yeah and i yeah. just that but i mean it's like we didn't even get to see inside the program from his eyes we didn't get to see his accomplishments we didn't get to see like it was all through his family's eyes Mm -hmm. which I feel call me crazy but I feel like it's silencing the disabled community 
no, because no, I agree with you because they made him nonverbal, which means he didn't have lines. But the fact you is, you didn't have to, you didn't have to talk to communicate. Deaf people, no, he didn't. Talking, he didn't. But in this case, despite the actor being, he's not nonverbal. Right. They could have given him lines. Yeah. But it, I just feel like if you are going to try to highlight the story, if you're, tr if you're going to try to advertise this as we are finally highlighting an actor with autism, etc., highlight it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because it showed the story through the mother's point of view, and exactly. she's able-bodied and stuff. And I'm just like, and then you, you do see some of the sister fighting, you know, like she feels left out. I get that. But you see more of the other family members than him. And Not him. I just, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, it, it it's not really representing, in my opinion. It's like, what is that called? Um, sugar coating or yeah, sugar coating it. Yeah, represent like the bare minimum. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, we cast him, so yay! Now we can feel good about ourselves because we cast somebody who was truly disabled. But in my opinion, if you don't really give him, if we don't see it through his eyes. Is it really? No. I mean, you don't see him trying to deal with, you know, he was living in a community with other autistic teenagers, right? And they were trying to put on a Christmas play. I think they should have shown them preparation for that. Yeah. That that could have been interesting. And I, he wasn't the only autistic person in the movie. So Exactly. And they could, and we would have liked to see his time at the program mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we saw what the family was doing while he was at mm -hmm. the program but why didn't we see what he was doing at the program you get what i'm saying oh i, I get I, it i completely get it like i would have liked to know how he went from being afraid of the dog to being friends with the dog mm -hmm. <laughs> how he would have how he like got along with the other people in the program, that kind of thing. It, it was just like glossed over. It wasn't because he was so used to dealing with his mother yeah. and his sister that this is like one of his first times being without them. Yeah. House hoping that's kind of stuff that they should have shown. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. I mean, they, they could have balanced it out where they could have seen, we could, they could have showed how the family is without him, but also showed how the, he is without them. You get what I'm saying? Because that's a change in his life and he likes structure and schedule. Yeah. yeah and that's, that, that's a change for him. Major change in his Ma life. Major change. Yeah. And it was just never showed, but yeah. Um, now, mind you, it is a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Like the it's, movie. A, it's a good movie despite the criticism of them not showing the disability more. Um, yeah. It was enjoyable. It was well acted. Yeah, well written. Well written, yeah. Stuff like that. I just hope that people see this 
us being critical of a movie as us going like the movie sucks. The movie is good. The movie Just is good. Just because the movie is good doesn't mean that you it can't be better. And we are just saying how it could be better, you know what I mean, uh-huh. or what we would have liked to see. Yeah. To, to give it the full five star treatment. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot for us to, to fully give it. We've only done what two or three of them, two maybe. Yeah, like two, for me, two. <laughs> You've done, I yeah. think, three. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. And also because we're both part of the disabled community, I do feel like we are so, we are like even more invested in this storyline, especially in te- how we have been both vocal about wanting our stories are just, you know, be being told. I mean, like, that's why we're even more vocal now because like this is, this is the first foray in our stories being told, but also this is what we want more of. You know what I mean? This is what we would like to see more. Because if I mean, I'm glad they cast an autistic actor to play an autistic character. Yeah. Definitely, there. I mean, if they're gonna represent someone else with another disability, say what I have with my seizure disorder, or with with Camille who has you have spina bifida. Yeah. I mean, just you had to show it in a movie would mean the actor would really need to know what it's like to, yeah. to live it. Yeah. You, you can't fake nope. knowing what this is like. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't. It, like even my own parents who, who grew, raised me and helped me through my own disease. I mean, I, I can try my best to explain it, what I live through every day. Yeah. But, but my my dad still doesn't have a clue what it's like for me to live and function. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I still I had to explain to him I live in a world of fog, and he 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 somewhat got it after that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, how many stars would you give this? Um, just because it the the mentioning of the fact that they needed to show him more i i give it a, a good solid three and a half yeah same here same here um great writing great you know acting um i truly respect holly's you know um push for making this movie but like i say i mean especially considering her son is autistic mm-hmm. i would have thought that she would have liked to also highlight the autistic act character storyline even more uh-huh. than just the families, you know what I mean? But I guess, you know, it, it, it was frustrating for me because a lot of people were like, you know, I can relate to this. I have an autistic son and I'm sitting there going, but what about your autistic son? Wouldn't you want your autistic son story also be shown from his point of view. I mean, I, think I can relate. I can relate to the movie despite not having autism, but growing yeah. up with a disability. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. And I have a sibling that I often felt like I yeah. overshadowed. So I get yeah. it. I do. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. um, So that was... Our Christmas journey. It's good. I hope that they do a sequel. And if they do a sequel, they will focus on 
Like it, it doesn't even really have he, to be the same family. Huh? No, it doesn't even have to be the same family, but if it is the same family and they bring Nick yeah. and Holly and, and Larry back. Like, it could be uh, the same program, but with the adult, same like, Living on his own in yeah. adulthood. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. I would have loved that. Okay, so the next movie that we we're talking about is Every Time a Bell Rings. Um, now, this movie had premiered weeks ago in Hallmark Movies Now app, but it just aired on Hallmark Movies Industries um, on Sunday. And it's about three sisters who go on a scavenger hunt for this wooden bell thing that their dad had built. It was a wishing bell. It, and their dad had passed away. And this was their first Christmas where all three sisters were at home together. And um, their dad, like, as, like their, his dying wish or whatever, set up one last scavenger hunt for them to do this, to find the wishing bell. But yeah, the the storyline with the sisters, I like the sisters' relationship. I honestly feel like they didn't need the other the the relationships, relationship. the the yeah. romantic stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, I feel like all three sisters. The there's. Mind you, I love the the romantic storylines, except maybe Wes and Aaron, Liam and um, Charlotte. I was like, why did you guys have? We don't need that. <laughs> but the other two was, you know, like I, I was invested in the um, Emily and her husband. You know, looking Paul. Um, you know, trying to have a baby and maybe not having a baby. I, I thought her husband was cute. I thought he was funny. <laughs> and it was so hilarious when, like, at first he was like, um, you know, Liam, West Brown's character was like, you know, if you need an escape, call me. I'm five minutes away. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, by, like, the time the movie um, got to the middle of it or whatever, so he was like totally down with the sisters, you know, spending time together and was down for it or whatever. And, I, and of course, um, Nora and Maisie's storyline brought out so many people. I can only Nora. imagine. I mean, seriously. If you don't like what these what they're doing to these movies, go out and go watch your, you know, little world that you want to stay sucked into and, and stay there. You know, we don't I, need you. I just wish people would stop using their children for shields for their homophobia. Because like having, to, I, know. I have, I have seen so many comments going, "How am I going to explain this to my kids?" Or Here's the thing. Like, they're probably already exposed to it in school. They've, they've, they're probably exposed to worse, number one. Yes. Number two, what are you going to have to explain to them? If they ask kids, are various, the kids are very accepting. Yeah. You, you tell them something, and like, oh, they're like, okay. Racism and homophobia is taught. And who teaches the kids? The parents. So if you... If you, if your kids 
your kids, without you having to explain to them, will just look at that and go, oh, that's fine. It's nothing, nothing. But if you teach them that it's wrong, then they're going to look at it as wrong. So kids are inherently loving and inherently good in whatever. So pe people teach them that. So if you teach them that gay relationships are bad, then they're going to look at that as something bad. But if you don't teach them anything, they're going to look at it as two people kissing. They're not going to see anything wrong with it because they don't think that there's anything wrong with it unless you teach them that. So like... Yes, exactly. What is there to explain? You just... No. If they ask questions, you tell them they're in love and so they kiss. There you go. That's it. It's that calculus, people. I mean, it's literally the easiest thing. Like... <sighs> I hate people. I really hate people. And like, I honestly, the, the number of racists and homophobes coming out from the Hallmark fandom, I, I get to the point where I'm sitting there going like, if you don't like it, you can leave. You don't have to watch it. There's a thing called a remote it's control and it turns your TV off. Yes. <laughs> like, you can't be for representation of people who look like you, but then be against representation of others. Because then you become who you are trying to fight against. You get what I'm saying? You become the racist. You become the home. You know, this is crazy. Ugh, I hate people. I honestly. But yeah, I mean, seriously, it's one little. I mean, this plot line is like, what, a C-plot at best? It's not even the big focus of the movie. Yeah, the focus of the movie was the sisters finding the bell yeah. rings. And it, honestly, if, if two women kissing got you to not watch the movie, then you missed out on a great movie, and the rest mm -hmm. of us are here going, yes. I mean, you're talking about these sisters who... Are not biological sisters they're adopted they're adopted yep um, uh, um they have a bond and they didn't they haven't seen each other for a long i mean here's the same thing i felt that because like i don't have a biological when i say my sister i'm talking about a step sibling yeah or half sister right no step oh it's a step i don't even have a, i don't have a sibling in biologically uh but i have a stepsister who was we were raised literally together yeah. So, so I say sister, I mean sister. And we don't see each other as much as I would like. But yep. when we see each other, we're there for each other. She's about to have a baby. I mean, for me, that's at, at Christmas, by the way. We're literally two weeks <laughs> from, from this baby making her debut into the world. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for me, this is very exciting. And, and still, I'm very supportive. It goes yep. both ways. So. I'm just tired of I felt like, that bond that I have with my sister with them in the movie. So. so and to honor their dad and everything, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, sure. I like that. I'm just glad that um <sighs> I personally I'm love this movie this movie was it was a sister 
sister bonding movie, it, each storyline was strong, minus the romance. The romance between Liam and Charlotte could have gone away. But each sister had their own storyline that was just as equally strong. But, you know, you get what I'm saying? Because, like, like uh, Charlotte had her own storyline. She found her biological her biological mother. Uh-huh. I had an issue with a biological mother, though. Like, yeah, you're just trying to jump in way too fast. Yes. Like, she was inviting her on a road trip with her friends for on Christmas. Christmas. And I'm sitting there going, like, slow down. You just met your daughter who has a family of her own. Why are you going to, like, invite her to, like, a road trip with you and some buddies? <laughs> That's just, like, a little too much there. Why don't you ask, why don't you like meet her adoptive family first? You know, mm-hmm. introduce yourself to them because I mean, these are people that raised your daughter. <laughs> Realize that, you know, she has a family and that, ha- that may want to spend, that she may want to spend Christmas with and just go. I mean, because here's the thing, every family has their own traditions yeah. and to, to just try to ram yourself into them, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, I, uh, I just, I was iffy about that whole, yeah. like, go on a road trip with me and my family. Nice that she met her, nice that she found her, but the road trip thing was like, whoa. <laughs> I was... But I do have to say that casting for her mom, a hundred percent on point. <laughs> that was good. That was they looked alike. Yeah. They definitely looked alike. I don't know who the actress was who played the mother, but Erin um, Cahill. I would, if I were you, look up a DNA test to see if you guys are related. <laughs> 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 so, um, and then. Emily and her husband have been talking about starting a family, but Emily, um, her husband, Paul, had just started to open up a bakery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Emily is busy with her own business. And throughout the movie, you can kind of tell that Emily is like having hesitations about um, starting a family. Every time like her, Paul brings it up, she like, <laughs> and then her mom like giving her the crib that you know they built her parents built in hopes that they start a family or whatever that would that was just I, I do like that fact that the mother said I'm not putting pressure on you yeah. to have a family that's that's different than some of these other movies where their grandparents are, are like I want you to have a baby yeah, <laughs> I was so happy to see the yeah. non-forceful grandmother. I was like, finally, finally. <laughs> Thank you for that. But yeah, yeah no, um, but she, so finally, um, Emily decided that she does not want, she does, she wants to wait to have kids because you know, her life is busy. She loves her job. Her husband is also, you know, busy at work, that kind of thing. I mean, here's the thing. Men, men's lives don't stop because they're having kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like women's lives usually do because we have to like carry this 
fetus for like nine months and yes. then like you have maternity leave and like feet. watched my sister go through this pregnancy and she's had to go on leave two months early yeah just to, yeah I mean she stopped driving everything yeah so, I mean, uh, and, and with COVID being an issue, she's actually pretty much quarantined. Yeah. So, um, like, honestly, I think, like, people say, like, decision to have kids should be 50-50. I'm like, when the man starts carrying the child, then we can make it 50-50. But until then, it's like 90-10. 90 being <laughs> a woman. <laughs> because... That's my opinion. But I'm not saying that a man has the, um, you know, no say, but since his life won't stop or won't slow down or mm-hmm. won't really change for nine to 10 months or however long. Um, He's not carrying another person inside yeah. him. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> He's not carrying a parasite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah um and then of course there is Nora and Macy Nora um she I guess she had started a business that kind of fell through and so she's now staying with her parents um and Nora has a little crush on a new person in town named Maisie who you know they start kind of seeing each other um throughout town or whatever and I love the thing about it is I love the fact that the family doesn't care like they're not making a big deal about it they're like she she they just know they know that she's a lesbian, lesbian and they're like well, we want you to be happy. And I'm like, yeah. that's what supportive families do right there. Yeah, yeah they don't care. But like, no. okay, you're gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I love the fact when the, sis, when, they, when the sisters were like, found out that she had a date with um, Maisie or whatever. So they're like, can we go? Can, can we watch? <laughs> can we spy? <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, so that's what, um, I just, I love the movie, and again, this movie was set in Natchez, Mississippi, um, Wes Brown was in the movie, who played Liam, but he was barely in it, (laughs) um, yeah, honestly, I don't think that he was necessary, sorry, Wes, we love you, but we, you you weren't really that necessary in the movie, because, the weakest storyline in the movie was Charlotte and Wes. Charlotte and Liam. What's his name? Liam. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I see what they were trying to do. They were trying to have the married couple, the heterosexual couple, and they were trying to do the, the gay couple. I see what they were trying to do with the sisters, but it just kind of didn't work. Yeah. It was not necessary. But anyway, I, I do love the three stories. The three storylines work well together. In then, um, so the scavenger hunt was for the bell, wooded bell that their dad made. Um, first flew led them to the American Duchess, which was a steam paddle boat. Second flew took them to Caroling Night. 
Um, third clue was the gazebo at the bluffs. Fourth clue was to look for this three angel statue that their dad had carved at a church. Um, number five, the fifth clue was to a restaurant where they ate Cherry's Jubilee and Po' Boys. Ha, ah, that sounds so good. Po' Boys. Love <laughs> Po' Boys. And the sixth and last clue was to was to this like sewing thing, tapestry thing. I don't know what it's called, but it, it was a Charlotte's room of the family tree. So at first they thought it was at the courthouse where they found, where um, they see all the adoption papers or whatever. But it wasn't there. It was at home. And the mom was the one I knew from the beginning. I was like. It's like the, the the box was there. Like, how would? Because like, here's the thing: when they go to the boat, the clues under the the thing where the steering wheel's at. Yeah. Like, it could it had to be just placed because they use that thing the the boat to do like tours and stuff. It, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I was like, it makes no sense that this would yeah. have been left for like years upon years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh though because um, when they when um, Charlotte was trying to <laughs> distract the boat captain, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, were, they were like she was trying so hard trying to try to like um, sound like she was interested in all the boats that he was in and everything. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> But yes, um, great movie, awesome writing. Um, I liked it. I personally liked it. How many stars would you give this one? I give it a, a solid four. Yeah, I would also yeah. give it a four. I would uh, also mainly because a- you know the storyline with West Brown could have been you know that could have been the one that we could have done without, <laughs> and there's a lot that takes us to give it the extra star. Okay. At least for me. Yeah, this movie was definitely good. Um, I I 100% support more movies like this. So it's not, I, I'm just tired of the same old boy meets girl. Tropes, yeah. Fall in love. We had the conversation about these Hallmark movie tropes at work. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, this is like right up my alley. But I can't no, understand. I've that. been living this, okay? Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel live. Have you seen the Jimmy Kimmel um, live um, skit that he did with the Hallmark CEO and stuff? And executives. No. No. It's hilarious because he he his skit was that he tries to pitch movies to Hallmark execs that he wants to do for Christmas, right? <laughs> so the, I can the, only see where this is going. So yeah. <laughs> the last one he did was finally he was like, um, Hallmark execs, um, you know. The Santa goes in and pitches all these movies to Hallmark execs. Nothing was good for them. So then the Hallmark, so then like 
Christmas is ruined kind of thing. And so they hire back Santa to do the movie so that um, they can um, do the, so they can do the, so that Christmas is safe. It's hilarious. But anyway, the skit starred um, Hallmark CEO Wanya, which I found out that's how you say it, Wanya Lucas, and uh, Samantha Dipipo and um, Lisa Daly. It's hilarious. It's funny. And like, I laughed so hard. Some of the stuff that he was talking about was like, um, no for Christmas or no Malone or um, <laughs> Christmas in Transylvania where the guy's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> going <laughs> all kinds of crazy things but yes it's hilarious but anyway i said you did a clip of the of the okay um, but no i was just like y'all are talking about hallmark movies and i'm sitting here living on <laughs> lovely you should just send them the link to this podcast and be like hey since you know you guys are like hallmark fans thought you might be interested in us right <laughs> yeah. anyway so um next week's movie so gonna pull that up right now hold on do, do, we'll do. be doing the sister swap movies yeah there are a dickens of a holiday a starring christopher polaha and brooke dorsey a royal queen's christmas so royal holiday <laughs> movie um sounds like the royal movie trope that they always do yeah um sister swap movies both of them are gonna do um hometown for the holiday hometown holiday and christmas in christmas in the city um and then sugar plum twist is oh wait no that sugar plum twist. That's the following week. Um, and on Miracles of Christmas, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, it is a Godwink Christmas miracle of love. So, and this is the Godwink movie that they're releasing this year. Yeah, they're like doing four. This is like the fourth movie, I think. The fourth one. I did. I like the first Godwink, and I like the the one with Paul. No, yeah, that's the first Godwin. Yeah. I'm talking about the one with Cindy Busby. The one where she had was MS. The, that was the second movie. Yeah, with yeah. the MS. Yeah. The MS one was Godwin movie was good. I did not like Sam Page and Brooke Dorsey. The I think that was the third movie. So, but this Godwin stars Alberto Frezza and Cat Burrell. So that one, so that's for the Station 19 Grace Anatomy fans. <laughs> <laughs> and Goodwitch fans too, which is hilarious, but yeah. Huge fan of both. Anyway, see y'all in, in a couple of days because I'm also releasing a podcast with David K. But She's going to be doing that one by herself so I can sleep. Yeah, because you be asleep. <laughs> And I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.